Hello, this is Sophie Warren, and welcome back to the SMW Podcast, Bible Reading for All Ages. Today we're going to read chapters 43 to 50. Let's begin. Chapter 43, the second journey to Egypt. Now the famine was still severe in the land. So when they had eaten all the grain they had brought from Egypt, their father said to them, Go back and buy us a little more food. But Judah said to them, The man warned us solemnly, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you will send your brother with us, we will go down and buy food for you. But if you will not send him, you will not go down, because the man said to us, You will not see my face again unless your brother is with you. Israel asked, Why did you bring this trouble on me by telling the man and you had another brother? They replied, The man questioned us closely about ourselves and our family. Is, is your father still living? He asked us. Do you have another brother? We simply answered his questions. How were we to know what he would say? Bring your brother down here? Then Judah said to Israel, his father, Send the boy along with me, and we will go at once, so that we and you, so that we and, you and your children may live and not die. I myself will guarantee his safety. You can hold me personally responsible for him. If I did, do not bring him back to you and set him before you, I will bear the blame before you all my life. As it is, if we not have been delayed, we could have gone and returned twice. And their father Israel said to them, If it must be, then do this. Put some of the best products in the land in your bags and take them down to the man as a gift. A little balm and a little honey, some spices and myrrh, some pistachio nuts and almonds. Take double the amount of silver with you, for you must return the silver that was put back into the mouths of your socks. Perhaps it was a mistake. Take your brother also and go back to the man at once. And may God Almighty grant you mercy and before the man so that he will let your other brother and Benjamin come back with you. As for me, if I am believed, Bereaved, I am bereaved. So the men took the gifts and doubled the amount of silver. And Benjamin also, they hurried down to Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of the house, "Take these, take these men to my house. Slaughter an animal and prepare a meal. They are to eat with me at noon." The man did as Joseph told him and took the men to Joseph's house. Now the men were frightened when they were taken to his house. They thought we were bought, brought because because of the silver that was put back into the sacks of our first time. He wants to attack us and overpower us and seize us and slay us and take our donkeys. So they went up to Joseph's steward and spoke to him at the entrance of the house. I beg your pardon, our Lord, they said. We came down here the first time to buy food. But at the place where we stopped for the night, we opened our sacks, and Egypt was found his silver, the exact weight, in the mouth of his sack. So we have brought it back with us. We have also brought additional silver with us to buy food. We don't know who put our silver in our sacks. It's all right, he said. Don't be afraid. For God, the God of your father, has given you treasure in your sacks. I received your silver. Then he brought Simeon out to them. The steward took the men into Joseph's house 
gave them water to wash their feet, and provided fodder for their donkeys. They prepared the gifts for Joseph's arrival at noon, because they had heard that they were to eat there. When Joseph came home, they presented to him the gifts they had brought into the house, and they bowed down before him to the ground. He asked them how they were, and then he said, How is your aged father you told me about? Is he still living? They replied, Your servant, our father, is well, is still alive and well. And they bowed down, prostrating themselves before him. As he looked about, he saw his brother Benjamin, his own mother's son, he asked, Is this your youngest brother, the one you told me about? And he said, God be me about. And he said, My son, God, God be gracious to you, my son. Deeply moved at the sight of his brother, Joseph hurried out and looked for a place to weep. He went to his private room, private room and went there. After he had washed his face, he came out and said, Controlling himself, serve the food. They served him by themselves, the brothers by themselves, and the Egyptians who were with him by themselves, because Egyptians could not eat with Hebrews, for that is testable to Egyptians. The men had been seated before him in the order of their ages, from the firstborn to the youngest, and they looked at each other in astonishment. When portions were served to them from Joseph's table, Benjamin's portion was five times as much as anyone else's, so they feasted and drank freely with him. Chapter 44 A Silver Cup in a Sack Now Joseph gave these instructions to the steward of his house. Fill the men's sacks with as much food as they can carry, and put each man's silver in the mouth of the sack. Then put my cup, the silver one, in the mouth of the youngest one's sack, along with the silver of his grain. And he did what Joseph said. The morning dawned. The men were sent on their way with their donkeys. They had not gone far from the city when Joseph said to his steward, Go to those men at once, and when you catch up with them, say to them, Why have you repaid good with evil? Isn't this the cup my master drinks from, and also uses for divination? This is a wicked thing you have done. When he caught up with them, he repeated these words to them. But he said to them, Why did my lord say such things? Far be it for your servants to do anything like that. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we found inside the mouths of our sacks. So why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If any of your servants is found to have it, he will die, and the rest of us will become my lord's slaves. Very well done, he said. Let it be as you say. Whoever is found to have it will become my slave. The rest of you will be freed from mine. Each of them quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. The steward proceeded to search, beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. With this, they tore their clothes, and they all loaded their donkeys and returned to the city. Joseph was still in the house when Judah and his brothers came in, and they threw themselves to the ground before him. Joseph said to them, What is this you have done? Don't you know that a man like me can find things out by divination?
We can say... What? What can we say to my lord? Jeter replied. What can we say? How can we improve our innocence? God has uncovered your servant's guilt. We are now my lord's slaves. Are we ourselves and the one who was found to have the cup? But Joseph said, Far be it from me to do such a thing. Only the man who was found to have the cup will become my slave. The rest of you go back to your father in peace. Then Judah went up to him and said, Pardon your servant, my lord. Let me speak a word to my lord. Do not be angry with your servant, though. You are equal to Pharaoh himself. My lord asked his servants, Do you have a father or brother? And he answered, We have an aged father, and there is a young son born to him in his old age. His brother is dead, and he is the only one in of his mother's sons left. And his father loves him. Then you said to your servants, Bring him down to me so I can see him for myself. Then we said to my lord, The boy cannot leave his father if if he leaves him, his father, his father will die. But you told your servants, Unless your youngest brother comes down with you, you will not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him what my lord had said. Then our father said, Go back and buy a little more food. But we said, We cannot go down. Only if our youngest brother is with us, he will go. We cannot see a man's disrespect behind us. We cannot hallow. We cannot see another man's face unless our youngest brother is with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife bore me two sons. One of them went away from me. And I said, He has surely been torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. If you take his one, if you take this one from me too, and harm comes to him, you'll bring my gray head down to the grave in misery. So now, if the boy is not with us, when I go back to your servant, my father hated my father, whose life is closely bound up with the boy's life. Sees that the boy isn't there, he will die. Your servants will bring the gray head of our father down to the grave in sorrow. Your servant guaranteed the boy's safety to my father. I said, If I did not bring him back to you, I will bear my boy before you, my father, all my life. Now then, please let your servant remain in here in peace as my lord's slave in place with the boy, and let the boy return back with his mother. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? No, do not let me see the misery that would come on my father. Chapter 45 Joseph makes himself known. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants, and he cried out, Have anyone, have everyone leave my presence? So there is no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard the sons of Jacob's wives, Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin, in Egypt, Manasseh, and Ephraim, were born to Joseph by Azeroth, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, the sons of Benjamin, Bela, Becker, Ashbel, Gera, Naman, Ehi, Rosh, Mokrim, Mopib, 
Copeth, and Ert. These were the sons of Rachel, who were born to Jacob, fourteen in all. The son of Dan, Hushim, the sons of Naphtali, Yachsiel, Puni, Jezer, and Shilem. These were the sons born to Jacob by Bilhah, who Laban had given to his daughter Rachel, seven in all. All those who went to Egypt with Jacob, those who were with his direct descendants, not counting his son's wives, numbered sixty-six persons. But the two sons who had been born in Joseph in Egypt, numbers of Jacob's family when went to Egypt, were seventeen all. Now Jacob sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to get directions to Goshen. They arrived in the region of Goshen. Joseph had his chariot made ready and went to Goshen to meet his father Israel. As soon as Joseph appeared before him, he threw his arms around his father and wept for a long time. Israel said to Joseph, Now I am ready to die, since I have seen for myself that you are still alive. Then Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and speak to Pharaoh, and will say to him, My brothers and my father's household, who were living in the land of Canaan, have come to me. The men are shepherds, they tend livestock, and they have brought along their flocks and herds and everything they own. When Pharaoh calls you and, and asks, What is your occupation? You should answer, Your servants have tended livestock from our boyhood on. Just as our fathers did, then you will be allowed to settle in the region of Goshen, for all shepherds are destitute for the Egyptians. Chapter 47 Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father and brothers, with their flocks and herds and everything they own, have come to the land of Canaan and are now in Goshen. He chose five of his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. Pharaoh asked his brothers, what is your occupation? Your servants and shepherds, they replied to Pharaoh, just as our fathers were. They also said to him, We have come to live here for a while because the famine is severe in Canaan, and your servants' flocks have no pasture. So now, please let your servants settle in Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Your father and your brothers have come to you, and the land of Egypt is before you. Settle your father and brothers in the best part of the land. Let them live in Goshen. And you will know of any among them with special ability. Put them in charge of my own livestock. Then Joseph brought his father, Jacob, and presented him before Pharaoh. Next thing you know, after Joseph blessed Pharaoh, Pharaoh asked him, How old are you? And Joseph and Jacob said to Joseph, The years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty. My years have been few and difficult, and they do not equal the years for the pilgrimage of my fathers. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from his presence. So Joseph settled his father and his brothers in Egypt and gave them property in the best part of land, the district of Ramesses, as Pharaoh directed. Joseph also provided his father and his brothers and all his father's household with food 
According to the number of their children, Joseph and the famine, there was no food, however, in the whole region, because the famine was severe. Both Egypt and Canaan wasted away because of the famine. Joseph collected all the money that was to be found in Egypt and Canaan in payment for the grain they were buying, and he brought it to Pharaoh's palace. When the money of the people of Egypt and Canaan was gone, all Egypt came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? Our money is all gone. Then bring your livestock, said Joseph. I will sell you food in exchange for your livestock, since your money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and he gave them food in exchange for their horses, their sheep, their goats, and their donkeys. And he brought them through that year with food in exchange for all their livestock. When that year was over, they came to him the following year and said, We cannot hide from our Lord the fact that since our money is gone and our livestock belongs to you, there is nothing left for our Lord except our bodies left in our land. Why should we perish before your eyes? We and your land as well. Buy us in our land in exchange for food, and we with our land will be a bondage to Pharaoh. Give us to you so that we may live and not die, and that the land may not become desolate. So Joseph brought all in the land in Egypt for Pharaoh, the Egyptians, one and all, sold their fields because the famine was too severe for them. The land became Pharaoh's servitude. However, he did not buy the land of the priests because they received a regular allotment from Pharaoh and had food enough from the allotment Pharaoh gave them. That is why they did not sell their land. Joseph said to the people, Now that I have brought you and your land today from Pharaoh, here is seed for you so you can plant the ground. But when the crops comes in, give a fifth of it to Pharaoh. The other four fifths you may keep as seed for your fields and as food for yourselves, and your households and your children. You have served our lives, they said. May we find favor in your eyes of our Lord. We will be in bondage to Pharaoh. So Joseph established it as law concerning land in Egypt still in force today, that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh. It was only the land of the priests that did not become Pharaoh's. Now the Israelites settled in Egypt in the region of Goshen. Egypt in the region of Goshen, they acquired property there were fruitful and increased number gratefully. Joseph lived in Egypt seventeen years and the years of his wife were 147. When the time drew near for Israel to die, he called for his son Joseph and said to him, If I have found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh and promise that you will show me the kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt. When I wrestle my fathers, carry me out of Egypt and bury me where they are buried. I will do as you say, he said. Swear to me, he said. And Joseph swore to him, and Israel worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. Chapter 48, Manasseh and Ephraim. Sometime later, Joseph was told, your father is ill. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, along with him.
when Jacob was told, your son Joseph has come to you. Israel wailed his strength and sat up on the bed. Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at loose in the land of Canaan, and there he blessed me and said to me, I am going to make you fruitful and increase your numbers. I will make you a community of peoples, and I will give this land as an everlasting possession to your descendants after you. Now then, your two sons born to you in Egypt before I came to you in here will be reckoned as mine. Ephraim and Messina and Simeon are mine. Any children born to you after them will be yours. In the territory they inherit, they will be reckoned under the names of their brothers. As I was returning from Padan, to my sorrow Rachel died in the land of Canaan, while they were still on their way, a little distance from Ephrath. So I buried her there beside the road to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. When Israel saw the sons of Joseph, he asked, Who are these? They asked the sons God has given me here, Joseph said to his father. Then Israel said, Bring them to me, so I may bless them. Now Israel's eyes were falling because of old age, and he could hardly see. So Joseph brought his servant close to him, and his father kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again, and now God has allowed me to see your children too. And Joseph removed them from Israel's knees, and now down with his face to the ground. And Joseph took both of them, Ephraim on his right toward Israel's left hand, and Messenah on his left toward Israel's right hand, and brought them close to him. But Israel reached out of his right hand and put it on Ephraim's head, though he was the younger. And crossing his arms, he put his left hand on Messenah's head, even when Messina was the firstborn. Then he blessed Joseph and said, May the God before whom my fathers, Abram, Abraham and Isaac, walk faithfully, faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they be called by my name, by the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and they may increase greatly on the earth. When Joseph saw his father placing his right hand on Ephraim's head, he was displeased. So he took hold of his father's hand to move it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to him, No, my father, this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son. I know. He too will become a people, and he too will become great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his descendants will become a group of nations. He blessed them in the day, he said, In your name will Israel pronounce this blessing. May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. So he put Ephraim in the head of Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, I am about to die, but God will be with you, and take you back to the land of your fathers. And you, and to you, I give one more ridge of land, and to your brothers. The ridge I took from the Amorites with my sword and my bow. Chapter 49 Jacob blesses his sons. Then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather around so I can tell you what will happen 
to you in the days to come. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel, Reuben. You are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength. Excelling in honor, excelling in power. Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel. For you went up unto your father's bed, unto my couch, and defiled it. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their the swords are weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join their assembly. For they have killed men in their anger, and hamstrung oxen as they please. Cursed be their anger, so fierce, and their fury, fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob, and disperse them to Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your, the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, Judah. You were turned from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah. Not the ruler's, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet. Until to whom it belongs shall come. And his obedience of the nations shall be his. He will tether his donkey to a vine. His coat to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. His beloved will live by the seashore and become a haven for ships. His border will extend towards Sidian. His car will be a and donkey lying down among the sheep pens. When he sees how good his resting place and how pleasant it is land, he will bend his shoulder to the bird and submit a force to forced labor. Dan will provide justice for his people, as were the tribes of Israel. Dan will be a snake by the roadside, a viper along the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider tumbles backwards. I look to your deliverance, Lord. Gad will be attacked by the band of raiders, but he will attack them at their heels. Asher's food will be rich. He will provide delicacies fit for a king. Naphtali is a dough set free that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful wine, a fruitful vine. Near a spring, his branches climb over the wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with honesty, unsteadily, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber. Because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father's God who helps you, because of the Almighty who blesses you, with blessings of the skies above, blessings of the deep springs below, blessings of the blessings of the breast and womb. Your father's blessings are greater than the blessing of the ancient mountains in the county, in the old bounty county of the angel hills. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, and the bow of the princes among his shoulders. His brothers, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours the prey. 
in the evening he divides the thunder. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each the blessing appropriate to him. The death of Jacob. Know that he gave them his instructions. I am about to be gathered to my people. Burn me and my fathers with my fathers in the cave of the field of Ephron the Hittite. I came in the field from Machpelah near Mamre in Canaan, which Abraham brought along with the field as a burial place from Ephron the Hittite, where Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried. There Isaac and his wife Rebekah were buried, and there I buried Leah. The field and the cave and then were brought to the Hittites. When Jacob had finished giving instructions to his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. Chapter 50 Joseph threw himself on his father and wept over there. Then Joseph erected a physician in his service to embalm his father Israel. So the physicians embalmed him, taking a full forty days, for that for that was the time required for the embalming. And the Egyptians mourned him seventy days. When the days of mourning had passed, Joseph said to Pharaoh's court, If I have found favor in your eyes, speak to Pharaoh for me. Tell him. My father made me swear an oath and said, I am about to die. Burn me in a tomb I dug for myself in the land of Canaan. Now let me go up and bury my father, then I will return. Pharaoh said, Go up and bury your father, as he has made you swear to do. So Joseph went up to bury his father. All Pharaoh's officials accompanied him. The dignitaries of his court and all the dignitaries of Egypt, besides all the members of Joseph's household and his brothers, are those belonging to his father's household. Only their children and their flocks and herds were left in Goshen. Chariots and horsemen also in the lineup of him. It was a very large company. When they reached the threshing floor of Atad, near the Jordan, they lamented loudly and bitterly. And there Joseph observed the seven-day period of mourning for his father. When the Canaanites who lived there saw the mourning at the threshing floor of Hattad, they said, The Egyptians are holding a solemn ceremony in mourning. That is why the place near the Jordan is called Abel Mizraim. So Joseph's, Jacob's sons did as he commanded them. They carried him to the land of Canaan, and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, near Mamre, which Abraham brought, had brought along with the field as a burial place from the Hittite. After burying his father, Joseph returned to Egypt together with his brothers and all the others who had gone with him to bury his father. Joseph reassures his brothers. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us, prays back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they once, so they sent the words to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. 
I asked you. I asked you to forgive your brothers the sins and wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of your servants from the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? He attempted to haunt me, but God intended it for good of accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them to spoke kindly to them. The death of Joseph. Joseph stayed in Egypt along with his other father's family. He lived in a hundred and ten years, and he saw the third generation of Ephraim's children. Also the children of Mekir, son of Manasseh, were placed at birth of Joseph's knees. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die, but God will surely come to your aid and take you up out of this land, and the land he promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Joseph May the Israelites swear an oath to said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up from this place. So Joseph died at the age of a hundred and ten, and after they embalmed him, he was placed in the coffin in Egypt. That is the official last chapter of Genesis. I hope you will stay tuned for Exodus in the next episode. See you. Tomorrow, have a blessed day. Good night.